All right, welcome to the I Can't Deal With This podcast. We got episode 19. It's going to be a banger for y'all. Uh, we got the old crew back. How are we doing? The compadres. The, the compadres. Yeah. Wasn't your number in high school number 19? Number or 19? like middle school or something? It's 39. Uh, I just remember it was like the most awkward looking <laughs> football number yeah. that I've ever seen. But good old 19. So also we have a guest in our Presence in our midst. In our midst. In our midst of presence. Hi, I'm John. Our <laughs> boy John. This is John. This is our local hockey guru, Don Barnes. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. John, like we do all of our all of our special guests, I'm gonna hit you with some fast questions. We're gonna put five minutes on the clock. Are you ready? Yes, sir. And nope. any. Anytime, Adam, Gabe, anytime that y'all have some questions to ask as well, just you don't have to wait for me to end. You can just throw them off. Hurt. First nope. thing that comes to your mind. First right. thing. I don't want any explanation, just straight off the cuff. All right. All right, here we go. Favorite sport? Hockey. Favorite team? The Blackhawks. Favorite player on that team? Patrick Kane. Did you play hockey? I did not play hockey. Okay, okay. Uh, who's the most overrated player in hockey? Probably Carey Price. Okay, don't know who that is. Carey Price. Underrated player in hockey. Uh, Jonathan Huduro. Why did you become a Blackhawks fan? Uh, my grandpa played. Uh, he didn't play for the Blackhawks, but he was a big Blackhawks fan. Mm. He was a season ticket holder. You know how to sk- ice skate? Yes, I do. Mm. Didn't something happen with Patrick Kane like a couple years ago? Like some kind of allegation or something like that? Um, I don't recall that, but... Last game, he hit a 1,000 points. Wow, that's okay. impressive. That okay. Impressive. Now, going off of hockey, favorite genre of music? Uh, either indie or trap. Okay. Uh, artists right now? Hmm. I'd probably be the baby. Okay. Mm-hmm. Same. So, <laughs> yes, you're a baby fanatic. Full time. Can I say the baby? Duh. It's duh. It's <laughs> D-A. The duh baby fanatic. Can I call him D-baby? You can call him baby if you want to. Baby I ain't calling baby. nobody baby. <laughs> <laughs> so three songs that you're bumping to right now. I would probably say Bop. Um, Let's go. Um, My Type by Saint Motel. Um, Eleven by Khalid. Okay. Okay. Bangers. 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 Who is Who is Saint Motel? It's an indie rock band from Chicago. Oh, okay. What is indie? It's like rock, but through an independent label, so they're not. So it's like Chance the Rapper. They don't okay. sign. They don't sign. Okay. Oh. Okay. They're talking about themselves. Yeah. Dope, 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 dope. All right. What What are you doing right now? Are you in college? What are you doing? I'm in college. I'm studying electrical engineering with a double major in physics. That sounds hard. Both of those sounds Ooh. like electrical? I couldn't do it. Yes. Electrical engineering. Like electrical engineering. You get shock. <laughs> No, we usually just do circuits and closed circuits, which are... I heard um, circuits, so you mean you can get shocked. Yeah, but they're insulated. <laughs> There's electrical webs in the new Spider-Man game, and, oh, yeah. dude, I was just shocking people just to see what would happen. <laughs> so, what is your dream... So, before I get to the dream occupation, what do you want to do after college? I want to work for NASA. That's, mm. like, the goal. Whoa. So, going into the next one, is that your dream occupation? Yes. Working mm-hmm. for NASA. Yes. What's your dream occupation non-realistic? So it could be actor, sports player, anything. 
I, I would really be. It would be really cool to be like a professional hockey player or like a musician. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, where are you from? I grew up in Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. you betcha. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> Don't you know? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right now I'm living in South Charlotte though. How How did you come to Charlotte? Um, my mom got a really nice job down here, so moved down here. Okay, cool. If you could chill with one person, dead of a dead or alive, who would it be? Probably Jay Z. Ooh, Jay Z. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Quick question. Back to hockey players. So it's cool to lose teeth. Um, if you're playing hockey, doing it, yeah. All right. Okay. Do I'll females know find it more attractive? <laughs> I was just about to ask that. <laughs> Depends on where you are. <laughs> So if you're deep in the north, the nubbies are just the ones who are getting all the honeys. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Now, if you could have an endless supply of one food, what would it be? Uh, probably, oh, this is a tough one. Ooh, probably toast and, like, eggs or something. Toast and eggs? I like toast, toast and, and eggs. eggs. How do you okay. like your eggs? I like them scrambled or fried. Scrambled? Oh. What is three things on your bucket list? That you want to do before you die. I want to skydive. Right. I want to uh, climb a big mountain, and then like something else, like travel <laughs> outside the country. Okay. Okay. And then the last thing that I got, unless you guys want to interject some stuff, what is the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Uh, I ate squid ink one time when I went to an Italian restaurant. Squid ink, yeah. You squid, squid ink? Yeah, it was Is that their like, pee? No. I don't know. What so really when what people say oct- squid and octopus, they like ink themselves. What does that mean? I th- think they use it as like a defense mechanism to like hide. Wait, how do you? Can they write? Can you write with this? <laughs> how do you collect you squid ink? I don't know. It was at like this fancy restaurant in Chicago. Squidding. Awesome. I've eaten an octopus before. Octopus is good. Yep. Time's up. <laughs> John. Well, John, it's a pleasure to get to know you, and we are excited to hear some some outlandish hockey talk because we don't know yeah, John, anything. We're glad to, we, we're glad the people know who the puck you are. Okie dokie. So who's, the, with the, who's the best hockey team right now? Right now, it would probably be either the St. Louis Blues or, hmm, it's probably the St. Louis Blues right now. Could you compare the St. Louis Blues run last year to the kind of New York Giants 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 2007 Super Bowl run? Because they came out of nowhere, right? Weren't yeah. they like 15 games down at like midway point? In midway point, they were the last player in the league, last mm-hmm. team in the entire league. Wow. Wow. And then they, dra- they got um, somebody from their minor league team, um, their goal- current goalie, who's the second-best goalie in the league. Mm. Who's the first? The first right now is the goalie for the um, – I cannot pronounce his last name. He's the goalie for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I bet you don't have no vowels in his last name. <laughs> no, no I think he has <laughs> too many vowels in his last name. I'll bet you, bet you, bet you. Okay, my bad. Sorry. Real, real quick, so – you the Blues, they stopped the Boston like championship sweep because yeah. it looked like Boston was gonna sweep it. They had the Patriots, then they had the Red Sox, 
the the Celtics, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Bruins, they were going to do it. The Blues stopped them. Yeah. Did you watch that Finals? I didn't get yeah, to. Yeah, I watched catch it. that Finals. Um, the Blues have a much better defensive core, mm-hmm. and like the Bruins were really def- uh, reliant on one on one lineup, which is their uh, starting lineup. And then in hockey, you usually have three main lines. You have your first line, second line, and third line, and they transfer out. Is it kind of like um? Is more balanced. Is it kind of like ho- so- soccer? Kind of, but um, hockey, you can uh, switch your, out your players whenever. Mm. And they're uh, ice skating yeah. and not running. Yeah, in a, in a smaller arena. Definitely. I just like the Blues just because they had, like, that cancer patient the little survivor. Girl. And oh, her, yeah. Bro, she was she was yeah. a sweetheart. That I heard, yeah. I heard like, the story, like, she had been outside her house in, like, years. And, like, the first, the first thing she did outside her house was go to a, a Blues playoff game, which I thought was – that's pretty dope. Pretty dope. Pretty dope. Yeah. So, yeah. well, we got to talk about. It's been a big week in the NFL, and we have to talk about my 49ers going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Jake. Baby. Hey, 49ers. Man. 49ers. Jake, I'm just gonna ask you, man. What do you think the biggest? What do you think the biggest thing there with the 49ers had over the Packers? I think that the biggest thing is just a running game, of course. I mean, when you have Raheem Hines who can go for 220 yards on 29 carries Raheem. and four touchdowns, Raheem Mozart, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're Raheem good. No. Hines. Raheem uh, Mozart. Mo- Mozart, he had 29 carries, 220 yards, four touchdowns. That was huge. And when you have an offensive line that can just buckle down and go and go downhill, because that's huge in the running game, um, I really am looking forward to this, uh, the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Uh, I My biggest worry, though, is uh, Tevin Coleman. He went out with a shoulder injury like halfway through the third quarter. And what people don't know is Raheem Mozart, he was like a great back. He, of course, he got all the shine this last game but Tevin Coleman and Mozart were kind of like an interchangeable back and so if Mozart has to get all the all the carries all the effort then I don't know whether he will be as effective as he was last time and quick question Matt Reader where are you you were technically the number one back starting the season I think he's hurt or something something I hope so because like it was a three-headed monster and now it's a two-headed monster and now now it's a one-headed monster And it see, and the thing, the one thing I don't think Kyle Shanahan wants is to put the game in Jimmy G's hands. Like, if you want your running backs to take this game over, keep it in their hands. I don't. I love Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G. He played all right. He had only seventy-seven yards, and but he threw the ball eight times. He threw the ball yeah. exactly mm-hmm. eight times. Like that's he, ridiculous. He really wasn't slaying it. Like the thing I like. The thing I uh like the most about the 49ers is just their unselfishness. Mm-hmm. Like. George Kittle was one of the best, probably top two tight end in the NFL. He's right up there with Travis Kelsey. And, like, he was essentially an offensive lineman in this game. And, like, I just don't know a lot of players who would be willing to, like, just take a back seat to do that. So that's, I think, Kyle Shanahan and I forget the uh, defensive coordinator's name. Um, Robert Shella. Yeah, they got this team locked in. They're doing a great But yeah, you can. Shum, t- it just shows like how good of a Shum, job they're doing in that in that locker room. Definitely, and I think they have great leaders like Richard Sherman. I mean, 
If you try me, if you try me with a star receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're gonna what get. <laughs> Speaking of Richard Sherman, what do y'all think of like the Darrell Revis calling him out and saying that he's only a cover three corner, and Richard Sherman clapping back and saying that he's he can do man too? Like, what do you think about that? Because there was a lot of talk about it before the Vikings game, and then the Vikings he kind of shut him up, but it's kind of reemerged recently. I personally feel like um, he's just asserting his dominance as a player because a lot of people don't really acknowledge it because he's a great player overall. Yeah. yeah. I think Richard Sherman, I think Daryl Revis, I think I think one thing, I think it's a little bit of jealousy. Um, he does have, I think he did go to pay, the Super Bowl with the, against the Patriots. They didn't win. I don't think he won. But I'm sorry, he did win. He, he, beat, the C, he beat Seattle Seahawks. Mm. But – there's only truly one corner that played man his whole career, and that's Deion Sanders because he was fast enough and agile enough and that good of a player. There are a lot of cornerbacks. They look good in, um, in a defense. Main guy, anybody remember Josh Norman? Yeah. <laughs> like Josh Norman for that one year was fantastic. Josh Norman mm-hmm. was that one year. He came, mm-hmm. he went to – it was a, it was just the, the the zone and the coverage that the Panthers were playing had him in a good a good spot. He went to the Redskins, started playing man, and got exposed. Yep. And so I don't understand what Darrell Reeves is talking about. Every corner, you know, it depends how your defensive coordinator what coverage you put you in. You know. And, and uh, a few years back, I heard Richard Sherman. I don't know if he said this or somebody else, but like it. Although it's good to, like, be a shutdown corner, something that Richard Sherman does really well is, like, bait the quarterback to throw it to his side, and then he makes a big play. And I think that separates him from a lot of other corners in the NFL. I mean, even this week he had an interception. Now, it was just like a late game, try to heroic toss him up ball, but he still got an interception nonetheless. That's like – two or three in the postseason. So it's been incredible. I think, though, that a lot of people don't give him credit just because he's an unsung guy. But Kyle Juszczyk, our fullback for the 49ers, he is one of the keys to that running game. I think he's the most important player on their offense, honestly. I agree because he is, like, if you look at any of those big runs, he is the one who is blocking downfield. He's the one who's taking out the ends and the corners that allows Raheem to go upfield and make those big plays. But And it doesn't make sense on the to me defensively because wherever Kyle usage go is where the ball is going. Yeah. So I think they they made it like a trick play or something like that, and where they had the ball going one way, but Kyle Usage didn't go that way, but it came back around and went the way Kyle Usage was going. I'm like, it's 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 not hard. Wherever Kyle goes, the ball's gonna come behind him. Yeah, just where, find Kyle, you're gonna find the ball. They're never gonna have the ball carrier without Kyle in front of him. So. Yep. But on the other side of things, we had the AFC Championship in which the Chiefs beat the Titans 38-25. to The Titans had a 17-0 lead, but we, we say it time after time after time. The Chiefs have that explosive ability of just like Steph or the Warriors can shoot and make it anywhere on the court, the Chiefs can be down by 15, 16, 21, 30, hell, and they can still come back and win it. And that, like, that score anytime, anywhere attitude, that makes them – they can never be out of a game. I really feel like that's mostly due to Patrick Mahomes' weapons because he has four 
like really good receivers that really allows him to just move the ball around. And like he he's like a kid that was just born into like a wealthy family cuz with a big arm like that the best thing that goes with the big arm is speedy receivers and literally even Travis Kelsey like he's quick probably like yeah he's quick so i mean just his luxury of weapons that he has i mean that makes it hard to like feel comfortable with the lead on them cuz they're just a big play away from changing the whole momentum of a game yeah and i think the biggest downfall for the titans was they got limited in king henry i mean the the literally the number one thing that the titans had done right was give the ball to derrick henry and derrick henry literally just is the key to your offense but this time derrick henry only got 69 yards and they relied too much on ryan Tannehill. and ryan Tannehill can't have the brunt of an offense laid back on him and I think we saw that a little bit in Miami, and now that he's the Titans' kind of foreseeable future for now, we're kind of seeing that again. King Henry has to reign supreme. Definitely, definitely. And I think, I think, you just, I think sometimes you just have to play your game. I know it's, I know it's so tempting to be like, oh, they're passing the ball. Well, we got a quarterback. We got you know AJ Brown, Adam, uh, Adam. I think his name is Humphrey. Whatever. Whatever that yeah, name is, um, we have you know we have speedy receivers, we have tight ends, you know we have a big back that can run the ball and catch the ball. How about we pass the ball and no, you know Ryan Tannehill? I think, I think he's at a career where he's gonna be a game manager. Yeah, and that's and honestly, people people look down upon that, but that's okay. You know, me and Jacob were talking earlier this week about Alex Smith. Alex Smith, you know, he was a first overall pick, and he's had a great career. Just being a game manager, just making sure you don't turn the ball over, making sure the ball moves on the field. Five, if if it's five yards of play, you know, eventually it's gonna hit. Eventually it's gonna hit the goalposts, you know. So yeah, it, I think that the biggest problem with the Titans was they tried to go tit for tat in the passing offense with the Chiefs, and they tried to match the explosive weapons to Sammy Watkins, the Tyree Kills, the Travis Kelseys that the Chiefs had, but they just couldn't because. A Corey Davis is not the same as a Tyreek Hill. Uh, the Adam Humphreys is not the same as yeah. Sammy Watkins. Also, Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins has these most on and off games of like he had three touchdowns the first game the against first Miami, game. and then didn't have another game until this past week, like and then one, had one. Yeah. He had one during the, he had four during the season. And then now he has like I think three during the pro season. Yeah. So, and um, I mean, I'm gonna give the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs defense a lot of credit too because I mean they they didn't let I mean even though Derrick Henry like you said he didn't really reign supreme they still I mean what was that dude that came back he didn't play last week for the Chiefs the D lineman Chris Jones or something what's Chris his name? Jones yes yeah they I mean, used to probably their best defensive player probably the second best behind Aaron Donald defensive line defense interior defensive lineman I mean, he just. I, mean, I think that good. I think that was that was big for them. But yeah, I'm a. I give their defense credit in that as well. Mm. Yeah, in this this Super Bowl matchup, the Chiefs versus the 49ers. The Chiefs right now are one point favorites. But my biggest concern as a 49ers fan is I'm worried, and I hope Kyle Shanahan is smart enough to not. We cannot go tit for tat. We cannot try to out throw Patrick Mahomes because mm. Jimmy G 
is like a Ryan Tannehill. He is not as talented as Patrick Mahomes. The key to our offense is finding our niche, which we found with Mo- with Mostert and, and Coleman and our running game and Kyle Juszczyk and all them. So if we can find our niche and have them run the ball and take time off the clock and try to minimize the same way in which we talked about Lamar Jackson, if we can keep him off the field and keep the offense off the field, then I think we'll be in good shape. Try uh-huh. to limit the, the possibilities. Definitely, definitely. And – I mean, I mean, you know, Kyle, Charles Shanahan, he is, you know, he, the one big known comeback for him was 28-3. He was offensive the coordinator for the Falcons when the Patriots came back because he kept throwing the ball. I think he's going to learn from this mistake, and he's going to run the ball. You know what I mean? There's no reason to pass the ball. The Chiefs, they don't have a stellar defense that you can stop somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you guys have great tackles. Run run by the tackles, man. And you got Kyle. I do think shout out to Joe Staley. Joe Staley and the other guy, out Matt McKinney. It, yeah, it's like <laughs> McKinney. Mike McKinney three or yeah, something, something like that. that. But from Notre Dame. Uh, from Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. <laughs> the British accent. Stanford. Stanford. <laughs> I think Stanford though. University. I think. I think. I think if it does come down to passing, Jimmy G, you gotta step up, bro. This is the this is the game, man. This is like this is it. You have you have weapons. Yeah. Jimmy G is basically a Travis Kelsey. Debo Samuel. You mean George Kittle is I'm sorry, basically a Travis Kelsey? My bad. Samuel. What'd I say? Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Jimmy G is not George. I'm sorry. George Kittle is basically Travis Kelsey. Debo Samuel, he's a uh he's a Walmart version of Tyreek Hill. Nicole, uh, Nicole Harmon. Then Emmanuel Sanders, he's basically Sammy Watkins a little shorter. And then you got Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick oh, yeah, Bourne, young yeah. player. And Kendrick Bourne, he didn't play a lot last week, but he went off against the, the Vikings. Vikings like yeah. something I've never seen before. And we're just going to really see. I'm really ready to see this pass rush and Richard Sherman's secondary go against Patrick Mahomes. I think I'm really excited to see this matchup. The only thing that I'm worried about as a 49ers fan is I personally think that this if we go up 28-3 on the Chiefs like the the couple of Super Bowls ago, I'm not I'm not Sitting completely down, yeah. yeah, I'm not completely assured that we won the Super Bowl cuz like I said the Chiefs can score anytime anywhere and they can just flip a switch and automatically next thing you know they're in the game and we th- I thought I was going to see that with Aaron Rodgers cuz Aaron Rodgers was starting to get a little closer and I was starting to worry <laughs> a little bit while we yeah. couldn't get the game on in Buddy's dorm. What happened there? It's like some emergency thing UNCC emergency thing popped up on the screen so and deleted and like then, half and the channel. He, he tried to change it and see if the it was on the like it was on the other channel. Yeah. And then he tried to get it back and the the channel had disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> and so we spent gone. like literally from like the beginning of the fourth quarter until five minutes left in the fourth, just tried to get that. Yeah, the 49ers keep, kept y'all from watching the 49ers. Honestly. <laughs> uh, 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 all right, let me stop uh, the lame jokes today, Case. <laughs> so, also, got a question for y'all. I say we take a I can't deal with this podcast down to Miami and we see it. Uh, lowest, lowest ticket, $4,191. Anybody got that? Anyone in? I don't even have a I say, dollars. I say we take a loan out, right? 
We take a loan out. <laughs> we take a loan. thousand. Hey, I'm thirty thousand in debt, so might as well just add on to it. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, just man. promote down there. Watch the money go up. Oh, and then pay it back. You yeah. gotta, you gotta spend money to make money. I like where you're going with yeah, that. I like that. Spend. I like that. So who's taking the fifty thousand dollars out of my credit? <laughs> Jake, you might no, well. No, 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 no. <laughs> with that teacher salary? Yeah, with that teacher salary. Um, yeah, um, I, I don't know. I really, I don't know. I really hate to pull for NFC team because I think my Saints should be there. But, guys, I think I'm going to have to pull for um, Jimmy G and the 49ers, the Garoppagos. What? Adam July goes for a Jacob Miller back team? What? I think I think this I think this is their time. I the thing is is I just don't see I think that the offense for the Chiefs is going to be that offense for 10 years. I don't see the 49ers doing what they did last year. And so I think they're going to be like, "Hey, let's do it right now. Let's not wait." Excuse me. Yeah, we're a young team. Yeah, we'll be back. But let's just do it right now, just in case we don't be back. You know, uh, I think Patrick Mahomes. We were talking about this last week too, buddy. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes has GOAT status, and I think to be GOAT, you have to lose one. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be down to come back and win it. And I, dude, that's that is somewhat of a hot take to say that Patrick Mahomes went all all said and done to. Compare him to Tom Brady, Drew Brees, to the Goats, paid Mannings. Yeah. That's wild. But, I, I mean, he has all the arm strength and the talent to do it. And he can do something that those three can't. Of He can be a dual threat of beat you with his arm, but also beat you with his leg. Yeah, I think yeah. out of those three that you said, like, Drew Brees, he can, you know, he can, like, move in the pocket. He can roll out and Dude, stuff. Dude, what do you mean? Peyton Manning is the rollout specialist. Hey, Peyton that Manning one time like a lame duck. It was the Cowboys versus the Broncos. And he I timed that, that five-yard run. It was about 25 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> we took a nap, woke up. He was still running. still running. But I'm oh, really man. excited for this Super Bowl. I think that it's going to be an awesome Super Bowl. I think it's going to be one of those Super Bowls in which the final score is going to be like 41-40 or something like that. The I over-under hope. right now is 56, and I think that is easily attainable yeah. by both mm-hmm. teams. I think mm-hmm. I think it's what we deserve, especially since last year we had that abysmal of a Super Bowl. What was it, 13-3? Yeah. 13-3. That was so boring. That was very boring. And it's wild because, like, the Rams had such a prolific offense last year. Yeah. And then they just show up and then they – Bill Bell checking that defense, man. They look good this year too. So, I, already, I feel like I already put my guy out. I don't think I don't think it will be a prediction. I think this is going to be a spoiler. I got 49ers. If I have a score, I'm going to go 35-31. I could see that. I'm going with I'm going with Niners 30 I'm going Niners 38 27. Mm. I think that it will be close until like halfway through the fourth and then somehow some way like the the 49ers will just have one in which they have a one lucky touchdown and that pulls them away. 38 27. 38 27. Lock it up. I'm going to go Niners 27-24 game-winning field goal. Ooh, Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold. 
can y'all please I'm, stop picking the Niners? Because I'm just, going Chiefs. Thank you, Jesus. Because <laughs> I've been going help. Chiefs. Okay. Me and my brother did this in Madden, like over break, a couple mm-hmm. times. <laughs> <laughs> he was mad because I kept on winning. Um, I'm thinking. <laughs> you say something like a hundred to like <laughs> twenty-two. No, no, forty-five to thirty-eight. Adam, sidebar. Do you remember that time where I tried to get a hundred on you? Yes, in Madden I know. One time? I know. I was about to say <laughs> it was, that. It was when Adam first started playing Madden. I first started playing Madden against people because, of course, I've been playing Madden, but I was playing on like pro. I was playing by myself, and then I think we were to go play. We went we, at Jeremy's place. We went to Jeremy Smith. Shout out Jeremy Smith. Uh, thank you for doing all you do for our country. Um, we went to Jeremy Smith's house, and this man beat me like. Ninety two, like nineteen or something like that. Dude, I was, and I I felt bad afterwards because I was not playing. Yeah, he to was, like for for good sportsmanship, I was playing for that hundred. I think the final score was like ninety or eighty five or something like that. I want to thank Will Hester for telling me to run the ball because I was passing the ball getting oh, kicked. Oh yeah, dude, <laughs> and and running the, the bat. The bad it thing was is, dumb. it was like it was like eighty. I feel like it was like seventy something to I'm like. Pretty, like 13 at the end of the third, and then you started running the ball, and then you started playing, like, chew clock or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But we have way more competitive games now. Um, we do. We do. We, I we still actually, win. Actually, we had a game, the Steelers versus the Cardinals, that was 13-12. It was the ugliest <laughs> game. <laughs> it was, like, 13-12, and, like, it was that was pretty ugly. So we got, we got Niners, 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 Chiefs. So, John, you holding it down for Kansas City. Now, you you mentioned something earlier about Bill Belichick and how the defense was strong. But a lot of people are still finding a lot of controversy in what is next for Tom Brady. So what do you guys think is going to happen with Tom Brady in the foreseeable future? Is he going to stay a Patriot, or do you think he's going somewhere else? Adam, you've expressed your, your stance that he's – Definitely gone. I think he's but leaving. the question is where? Where do you think he would go? John, what you got? I think he's going to go to the Cowboys because Ooh. replacing Dak. Ooh. I can see it. I can see it because Dak, he's good, but he really hasn't brought that like power factor to their team. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been really super explosive, in my opinion. And they have a strong enough O line. To, to keep him safe, yeah. Keep him safe, and I feel like as an aging quarterback, that's your number one priority is a strong O line and, and he a has good Zeke. enough running game to keep him from being pr- too much pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I mean, with Zeke, it would kind of just be like Did all he was need, all he would be needed is to make a couple. He would be the Jimmy G, throw eight times and still win games. And they got exactly. the running back Tony Pollard. He's a pretty good guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if Jason Wins come back. I don't know if Jason Wynn's coming back. Jason Wynn's kind of old. Oh, no. Jason Wynn actually looked pretty good this season. He did look pretty good this season. I don't know. Dak is also a free agent this year. Mm. We don't, they have not. They're saying they're going to franchise tag him. He doesn't have to sign that franchise tag. He doesn't want to. Hey, I say you be like Kirk Cousins, get franchise tag twice, and end up making like 25.3 No, uh, they'll million. franchise tag him and then pay him before the training camp probably. Yeah. Um. All right, buddy. Who do you think Tom's going to? I honestly, I honestly think he's gonna he's gonna stay. Okay, okay, I can see it. I can see that. Just because, um, I I feel like there's not gonna be a lot of like, I don't I don't think 
I think all the buzz he's getting is kind of overrated. I don't think teams are really want him like that because the way the NFL is going, like it's going into dual threat like territory. Like it's soon going to be all dual threat quarterbacks, and it's like, I mean, can you? really win or change the team with a 43-year-old Tom Brady. So I I don't think he's going to get that many like offers or buzz. I think he's going to end up staying and finishing his career in the Patriots. So I personally think that from my stance, I'm going with you that he might stay. But saying that he doesn't want to stay, I'm going with the San Diego Chargers. Uh, the L.A. Chargers. LA Chargers. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> And the reason why is because he has all the like he has all the stars that he needs. He doesn't have a Philip Dorsett trying to catch balls. He has a Keenan Allen. He has what's that tight end's name? Hunter, uh, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. Yeah, boy. man. And he's Melvin got Mike Gordon. Wallace. He's got a couple of big guys, uh, receivers who can catch the ball. Um, and they have all the stars. The right now, I think the key was Philip Rivers was the problem, and Philip Rivers officially like moved all his eighty-seven kids out of San Diego and moved to Florida. <laughs> so I think that's a sign that like he's done as a San Diego Chargers quarterback, and I think the San Diego, LA Chargers are moving away from Phil Rivers, but they still want that, like, we need to win right now before yeah. our window closes. So I think they're going to go with Tom Brady. And also, like, I think, yes, I agree, because they're in that win now thing, because apparently Joey Bosa wants to go play with his brother or something like that. We don't need him. We don't need him. Let's go trade for, like. <laughs> look, 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 look. I got, I got a, a perfect trade. I'll be the four niners. Y'all be, y'all be, you be in charge. Listen, listen here. We'll give you, you Jimmy. Ring first. Oh, ring, ring, ring. This is a. Hello. This is John Lynch of GM of the 49ers. Um, hi, John. We want Joey. <laughs> we want Joey with the rest of our first our first round pick defensive uh, ends. So this is what we do for you. You give us Joey. We we'll give you Jimmy G straight up. Jimmy G. No, no, no. <laughs> Actually. We have look. We got Nate Mullins. We got C.J. Bathard. Okay, there. first of all, C.J. Bathard and Nick Mullins are the reason we had the number two pick this year. Um, I mean, you're definitely right about that. Wiggy, Wiggy, Jimmy G, Wiggy, um, who else? Wiggy, Richard Sherman too. Take Richard Sherman. What <laughs> you wanted everybody to get away for this Joey Bosa, dude? We have so many. De- That's true. Our defensive line in general is just so stacked that we don't need. I would say if anybody, Counter- I would offer. send Knicks to the Chargers for like Keenan Allen or something like that to the 49ers. Right, I think hold that's on, better. Hold on. Ring, 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 ring. Hello. <laughs> so we will send Solomon Thomas for Keenan Allen straight up. Solomon Thomas King now. I thought you said you wanted a Bosa brother. All right, I'll I'll make it a Bosa brother. All right, but we want Bosa for Keenan Allen and your what's the middle linebacker's name? Kwan Alexander. No, no, you're the Chargers middle linebacker. What's that guy's name? Uh, I don't know. Uh, He's like, he was like an All Pro last year or two years ago. I don't know if you want him, Dar- Darwin Mel- James. Melvin we want Darwin oh, James. Darwin James. No, that's sure, our, nah, you're getting our safety. Nah, that's whew, he's one of the best safeties in the league. All right, can't well, give it to you. Can't give it to you. We'll come trade back. Decline. We'll come back. But but, where, where do you think uh, Tom? Yeah, going? where do you think he's going? Tom, Tommy, Timothy, Tom, Timothy. <laughs> um, 
Um, Tim Tebow. <laughs> this is really hard because can we try Tim Tebow for <laughs> cash consideration? <laughs> <laughs> That's so hard because Tom Brady he literally needs everything because he's not where he's going to make these street receivers great. He's not where he can have an offensive line that's not as good and make them good. He didn't. He got, he has to have a defense that's going to keep saving some points off the board. So, um, I think, I think that John Gruden is done with Derek Carr, and I think we're going to have Tom Brady in Las Vegas. Wow! I see it. There was a young core. They have a really underrated offensive line. The offensive line is they they are pretty nasty off the line. I don't think their defense is as stacked, but I think that it's going to. They have a couple more first round picks this year. And we're bring, just going to see. Bring back Antonio Brown, question mark? I doubt it. I don't think. I don't think Mike. I don't think Mike Menace boy Mayock is going to bring Antonio Brown back. Do you think he'll ever play a game, a snap in the NFL again? Personally, I don't think he will. I think that's what a lot of people think. I don't know. What do you think, buddy? I I don't think he will. I hope he does, but I the like the past video, like he's just he's kinda like I don't know what to think of him. Like he just needs help. Psychological help. He needs help. He's acting like Dennis Rodman, low key. You know who also he's kinda acting like? A documentary that I saw the other day of Aaron Hernandez. Dude, we need to talk about Aaron Hernandez. Because mm. Aaron Hernandez was one of the best tight ends, young tight ends of all time. It, at his peak, he was top three, top five tight ends. And, dude, he, like, in three seasons, he had a 1,956 yards. He had 18 touchdowns. I mean, he was part of that stacked Florida team led by Tim Tebow. And I wanted to get your guys' opinion. What What do you guys think about Aaron Hernandez? He was in that draft with Rob Gronkowski and Jimmy Graham. Who do you think's the best out of those three? Jimmy Graham. Aaron Hernandez. Oh, Jimmy Not Graham, the Saints boy. No, no, I think. I think Aaron. I think if. I think if uh, Aaron Hernandez doesn't kill, old buddy, I think there's no Gronk. I just don't believe it. I just don't believe it. I don't think. I, d- I think that Randy would have stayed. I think Randy Moss would have stayed a little bit longer, you know. Ultimate Universe, Randy Moss would have stayed a little bit longer. Wes Welker, and it been Aaron Hernandez, and I think Gronk would have been like a fullback or something, or he been the he would have definitely been the the one B tight end. I think that I think Aaron Hernandez didn't get hurt as much. He has a little, he has a little wiggle to his hips. He can move. Um, a little wiggle. He can catch. I'm not saying Gronk can't catch, but, you know, Aaron Hernandez can catch. And he had some speed. So, so Adam, I love you. Mean it. But I, I beg to disagree. I'm going with Rob just because in that same three years, Rob. while Aaron Hernandez had 18 touchdowns, Gronk had 38. Mm. He had 546 yards the first year, 1,327 yards the second year, and 790 yards the, the third year. So he had more productivity in yards and more t- tight ends. Now, I do agree that Aaron Hernandez would have had a longer career because he does have a little bit wiggle to his hips and he does wouldn't have got injured as much and as he Gronk still be, He probably would still be playing right now. True. Gronk is not. I miss Gronk. I love Gronk. 
I thought Gronk he was coming was back the for major reason of the success, in my opinion, for the Patriots. Oh yeah, because without Gronk, it wouldn't open the door to people like Amendola and Julian Edelman, and to an extent, Philip Dorsett. I like Philip Dorsett. He's I do too, receiver. actually. <laughs> I don't know why I like him, but I like him. Um, I would. It's hard. Um, Jim Graham. Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy Graham from North Carolina too. I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Aaron Hernandez, just because I um like what you said he would have had a longer career. I think Bill Belichick would have noticed that, and he probably would have had to come to a decision of who he wants Gronk or or um Aaron Hernandez, and I think he would have chose Aaron Hernandez. And also Rob Gronkowski probably would have known his value and known how good he was, and probably. Wouldn't have wanted to be like the B option to Aaron Hernandez, so probably ask for a trade or so. And I mean, yeah, yeah, Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> Dude, Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski, Gronkowski on the same Kowski. team is wild. John, who do you think, Aaron Hernandez, Gronk, or Jimmy Graham? Jimmy Graham. I'm going with Gronk to be mm-hmm. honest, mostly because he's proven. Aaron's. Yeah, he's proven. He's dominant. You have to have at least two people on them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you got to have two people on them, and that, that really opens up your offense overall. Dude, he's a specimen. I just want to say my honorable mention because I'm a Saints fan, and I feel like I'm dishonoring my family if I do not. <laughs> Jimmy Graham with the Saints. <laughs> with I just think, man, he just – crazy thing, he's just a fa- one of the fastest players on our team at, like, 6'7", 270, which is crazy. His, he – one of them, he one of them. I could touch, I could tie my shoes, standing up, long arms type guy. He could, he had bounce. Of course, he played basketball at the University of Miami. Uh, yeah, University of Miami. And um, I just, just the athleticism that I seen from him, man. And I just, I miss him dunking on the ball post in New Orleans. But you know, and out of the three, he's the only one still playing. So. <laughs> yeah, you, you got a point about that. That is that is that is. He true. wasn't didn't get that first down though. He did not get that first <laughs> down though. That could have changed the game. You know what? That there was a lot of there's the a lot of last second plays that could have completely changed the outcome of the Super Bowl. I think the I think I, I think, think the, the Seahawks. If we I talked that, about it last week, if the Seahawks would have got that first down against the 49ers in Week 17, I think simply I think if you go you can go as far back as. The the play George Kittle made against the Saints in the Superdome. True. If that play stopped, if they don't get that fourth down, um, the Saints, I think they take domination in that first round, that first seed, and I think they're going to go on and take the Super Bowl with it. But that play happened, like you said, week 17. Um, Jake says a half yard. I say like a couple if, inches. I say if he would have farted, he would have screwed <laughs> up and it would have been a touchdown, dog. Like, I, I just think, I just think it would have happened. And so much happened. But you know what? I'm not going to be a hater. And like I said, my NFC brethren, uh, 49ers, they're in there. And I'm happy for Kyle Shanahan. I'm happy for Richard Sherman. Um, I'm happy for Jimmy G and his um, porn star girlfriend. <laughs> and I think, yeah. Guys, I uh, I know that we're all on football and all. But I need to get some off my chest. All right. Major League, I know y'all aren't the biggest <laughs> baseball fans. Talk but, to me, brother. But Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame came out today. And we have two new Hall of Famers. We have Derek Jeter, 
the Yankee, the captain, and we have Larry Walker. Does anybody know who the hell Larry Walker is? <laughs> nah, bro. Because I don't either. And yet he's in the Hall of Fame among the li- among the lights of Nolan Ryan, Babe Ruth, Mariano Rivera Jr. Everybody under the sun that was great, and Larry Walker's in Larry over Walker. people in which were off of it, such as Barry Bonds, Kurt Schilling, Sammy Sosa, Roger Clemens, Roger Clemens uh, Gary Sheffield, Mark McGuire. All these people in which have MVPs, multiple All Stars, multiple batting titles, in which they do not get in the Hall of Fame because they are in the the cheating scandal now. We can go into a whole debate whether they should be in the Hall of Fame, but if you open the door to one person, which that happened with Jeff Bagwell last year, mm-hmm. in which nobody knows who the Je- hell Jeff Bagwell is, but he took steroids too. If you open the door to one person, you have to open the door for everybody. Yeah. And so Barry Bonds, just just listen to the stat line of Barry Bonds. He's a seven-time MVP. He's number one in war, which is wins above replacement. And you can just start with a seven-time MVP, honestly, but continue, Jake. He's a 14-time All-Star. He's an eight-time gold glove. Now, you can say a lot of things about him being an MVP because that could be tainted, but you can't you can't screw up a golden glove. No. That's fielding. That has nothing to do with hitting. And so you can't say that he's not one of the best of all time to begin with with eight-time gold glove. He leads the league in home runs with 762 all time. He had the most home runs in a season with 74. He has the two hitting titles, and he leads the, he leads the league ever in walks with like 2,562. Dude, People were so scared of Barry Bonds that there was one time in which it was bases loaded with one out, and they walked Barry Bonds. Mm. The the outlandish of that, of like, they were so scared of him that they walked him just to make sure that he wouldn't get on base. And you also got Roger Clemens. He has 354 wins. He has an MVP. He has seven. He's a seven time, uh, seven-time Cy Young winner. He's a two-time Triple Crown, seven-time ERA title, 11-time All-Star. He has a resume that is as long as Barry Bonds, and yet he's not in the Hall of Fame. Kurt Schilling, he's not even associated with the steroid scandal, yet he only got 70.5% of the vote. But personally, in my opinion, that was too damn high because Kurt Schilling ain't do nothing. (laughs) But we go back to Larry Walker. Who the hell is Larry Walker? (laughs) I got some stats for Larry Walker real quick. He's a seven-time Golden Glove Award. Okay. uh, Three-time Slugger Award. Three-time Silver Slugger Award. Silver Slugger Award. Three-times MLB Batting Championship. Five-times All-Star. National League Home Run Leader. National League MVP. Um, And then he has 383 home runs. Which is nowhere near Barry Bonds. But this is also in the 90s. I would say though, well, we do have because I I when you see a silver slugger award, you do have to be careful though because that silver slugger award is not one per, like one per league or one for the entire league. It's one per position, and so if he's the best hitter at right field, he would get a right field silver slugger. Yeah. So. Like, I go back, and we can talk about Larry Walker all day, but also we can talk about Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter got a 99.7% ex- like 
almost unanimous. Almost yeah. unanimous. It was one, Mariano one, Rivera one, one is the away. only one who oh. he was one vote away. He was Mariano Rivera is the only one who who got a hundred percent. Now I'm not saying that Derek Jeter shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame because his hitting percentage is more than proving that he's a 14-time All-Star. He's a five-time World Series champion, five-time Gold Glove, five-time Silver Slugger. He's a two-time Hank Aaron Award, and he has he has accomplishments too. He's the greatest hitter possibly next to Pete Rose ever. But the problem is is that he never won an MVP. And can anybody, and I know that y'all aren't big baseball fans, but can anybody tell me any other shortstop from the 2000s? No. No. I can't either. You maybe got Nomar Garcia Parra, who couldn't hold Derek Jeter's jock trap. You got Miguel. <laughs> you got you got Miguel Tejada, which was like, who? <laughs> and so you really don't have anybody to compete with that legendary captain shortstop mentality. Yeah. Now, if we're talking 80s and 70s, where you got uh, you got Ozzy and you got all these other guys, that's a different story. But I think I said it on the show before. Derek Jeter's overrated. He never won an MVP. Now, I think that he should be in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the best hitters of all time. But you cannot put him above Ken Griffey Jr., who has 637 home runs and is one of the most physically gifted baseball players of all time. You cannot do it. And I think that – I think, just real quick, Jake, I think it's a spit Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds' face. It's like – we're going to put Larry Walker above you, bro. So basically we're saying we're looking under the table to find people so we just don't have to put you in. The I worst part is this was Larry Walker's last time in which he could be eligible to become the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Like he – this was – I think you only get like 15 years of like yeah, eligibility. He, he, and he, it was like his 14th. Yeah. And so this is literally like the end of the road for Larry Walker. And also the baseball does something weird that – NBA or MLB does or NFL doesn't do for some reason, like players get more votes as years go on. I don't know how that may like, does it make things better? Like, I don't understand. I just found something in 1997. He's the only player in major league history to register a 0.7 slugging percentage and 30 stolen bases in the same season. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's great. and all. But Barry Bonds, seven-time Bond, MVP. Yeah. Now going back to the steroids thing, like, e- like, even if you're on steroids, like, you still have to be able to hit the you still have to be able to hit a baseball. Like, yeah. no, I, I, I do see some of the reasoning of like the differences for steroids is a ball which originally would have gone 200 feet can now go 300 feet. And so <laughs> now that 200 feet to 300 feet is a home run, a home run compared a to a, a flyout. Yeah. So I see what they're doing. But my my argument is if you do it for one, you have to do it for all. And they're just doing it for – they're picking and choosing it. And Derek Jeter, like I said, he should be in the Hall of Fame. But I think you have to get a 75% rate. I say Derek Jeter gets like nah. 80 85. I think Derek Jeter's great, but putting him in the same like prospect as Babe Ruth didn't get 100%. You got other people, Nolan Ryan, 
who has the most no-hitters ever, didn't get 100%. Tom Seaver, King Griffey, all these guys. Hell, Mike Trout, when all is said and done, he might not even get 100%. So the fact that people are like, there's one guy in which didn't vote for Derek Jeter. Yes, there should be more than one guy who doesn't vote for Derek Jeter. (laughs) And another thing, a real quick thing, and a lot of people are afraid to say this, but, you know, me, I ain't scared to say nothing. Steroid baseball, I'm not going to lie, it's way more fun. Like, 74 home runs, dude, like, that won't happen. A a person cannot do that by themselves. It doesn't matter how hard they're trained. It doesn't matter how well they hit the ball. Like, you just can't. You know what I mean? It's just... This it just won't happen. Yeah, and you talk about like Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire. They all revolutionized baseball. They brought the America's pastime, in which nobody really cared about, through all the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, and now in the two thousand, it's a must see TV. Yeah, where Sammy Sosa. Who's going to win this batting title? Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. And then Barry Bonds just comes out to left field, hits 74, and says, children, sit down. And you got something to say, John? Yeah. Um, just that Larry Walker barely made it in. He only had 76% of the votes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the f- it was a, it was, I bet you it was a couple sympathy votes in there, too. But because this is last year. And he's from Canada. <laughs> um, I just think taking all our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think I just, yeah I, I think it's disrespectful. Well, and like you said, those guys they pushed baseball to being the top watched thing at the time. It's not they took steroids away from baseball and they cracked down on it. And like baseball is the third sport now behind. Football one and basketball two. Sometimes even hockey is above like hockey, baseball. Yeah. And since the women's na- since our women the women's national soccer team has been balling, you know, and it's just it's just sad, man. It's just sad because baseball is like America's sport. That's you know. And yeah. I just want in one final thing, and I'll get off my rant, but. The thing about steroids is it's so subjective to who you're looking at. Because I did a report one time of, like, one time a doctor was given, like, gave Barry Bonds something for his knee, and later on it was found out that that thing was, like, steroids. But he was using it to try to cure arthritis that he had in his knee. And so, like, the fact that, that contain a person's legacy the same way as if he's shooting it in his butt to try to get pumped up. Like, that's the same thing in the eyes of Major League Baseball, but it's com- for completely different motives, completely different uses. So, and it's different. It's really different, too, because football, they use steroids. Like, you can tweak a knee, they'll put a steroid in your knee, yeah. and they won't call it a steroid. Um, there's a lot of NBA players that said they've had they've had injuries and they've put like steroids in their knee and they smoke weed as well, which which another thing another thing too. Uh that's another story. But I don't know, I, I do think it's really really disrespectful. Um Yeah, and know, like especially this, yeah. I just nah. The same thing like the same thing's happening now with Mike Trout. Like there was a report that Mike Trout's using like has a high level of HGH which is a steroid substance, but Mike Trout saying, like, I got a thyroid issue. Like, yeah. if I don't take this, like, 
I could die. Like I could have thyroid cancer. And so like, where does it end? Because like, you don't want to say Mike Trout could be lying and just using it to be better, but you also don't want to negate somebody's health if they need steroids. Because I've used steroids before, and that was that was for my stomach. And didn't you have some? Remember when my ears closed up? Like both of them, both of them closed up. I thought it was just one. No, bro. I don't know what the thing is. I've I guys. If you don't know me, I've had really bad ear issues. Actually, the steroids cleared all that up. Actually, I've had an issue since then with my ears. But one day I woke up and well, I went to bed with one ear closed, and I woke up with both ears closed, and like it was bad. But dude, a steroid opened them back up. Dude, I remember you used to use Q-tips like no. <laughs> I, I used to go through some Q-tips, dog. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I know, folks, this is gross. Man, let's but. let's get off the baseball scandal. I I can't do anymore. Zion Zion's doing something this tomorrow week, right? night. Zion is doing his um he's doing his debut. Boom, Finally, boom. three months later, we're gonna see the we're gonna see Zion play, and I think everybody's really really excited to see this. This is the Pelic, and it's just great because like. Like the Pelicans are playing well, you know. Lonzo, Lonzo is averaging 15 points since Christmas. Bi is averaging 25 points, which I thought he was going to be the number one on that team uh, when he came over there. He's he's asking for this summer. He wants max money. He said there's no reason that play, that players in my draft class are getting max money. I'm pretty sure he's talking about Ben Simmons. Um, they're getting max money. And he can't shoot a three. So, yeah. And, you know, so we're going to see uh, the Pelicans are three. I believe they're three and a half games out of the eight seed. And if you can check my stats, have my guy check it. Um, my guy. My guy. Um, so I think they, I think with Zion coming back and they figure out how to work this, I think it's going to work. We're, I, I think we come down to. Yeah, three and a half. Yeah, they're, they're three and a half from. <coughs> so the three and a half, the Grizzlies, and they they blew out that Grizzlies team just a couple nights ago, which I mean that's another thing. Zion, Jaw's playing really well too. Zion, I think at the end of the day, and buddy, I'm gonna throw it back to you because I'm not hogging the mic. I think at the end of the day, we're never gonna see him play 82 games, and I'm kind of skeptical of him playing this year. I I wouldn't be surprised if this game one, maybe not game one, game two, he tear he not tear something, but like he tweaks ankle or, or tweaking knee again. I just he's just too heavy. That's a lot of weight coming up and down. And think about it, basketball sh- basketball players should not have to think about how to walk and run and think and they they should just be able to go jump up and come down without you know they shouldn't have to come. Oh, let me come down the right way. Let me put this leg this way, this leg this way. No, it should be natural. I agree. I don't think we'll ever see him play 82 games. But, I mean, I think just him coming back is enough to get the Pelicans to the eighth seed and uh, get some playoff experience because they're a young team. And it'll it'll really help them, especially going against the Lakers who have uh, LeBron and AD. So their first playoff series would be against the best duo in the NBA. So that will really help them out. But, I mean, I think everybody's excited to see, uh, see Zion uh, the ratings are probably gonna go up because of that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty good. It's gonna be good seeing them. 
he's I don't think he's gonna surpass Ja for rookie of the year. I think it's too late. But what do you we we might have talked about it already. But what do you think his ceiling is? What do you think? Do you think like people are talking that he could be like a multiple time All Star? Maybe what like a once in generation talent. What do you think his ceiling is at best and maybe at worst? I say at best five, six all stars. Who could you compare him to though? Charles Barkley or Sean Kemp? Yeah, exactly. Charles that's Bar- exactly what I was about to say. He he's he's a power forward like Charles Barkley, but he's short like Charles Barkley. Um, and Charles Barkley had weight issues when he came in the league. And he, Charles Barkley, got it under control. Um, I don't. I do think Zion will win a ring with that that young core they have with the Pelicans. Um, and yeah, so but he jumps. I think he jumps and dunks like Sean Kemp. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I, uh, yeah, a short power forward, Charles Barkley, and Charles Barkley. He was mainly a in the paint guy. Like it's. It was crazy how dominant he was in the paint for his size, and Zion could be the same way. So I could see Zion being just like that. But he has to get that weight in control. Cool. Cool. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Do you think he could be like Draymond? I don't think defensively. So it's it's. I don't think defensively, no. You trying to say something? I, I wanted to say that um, Draymond's like three-point shot is a, I feel like it's a lot better than Zion's to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's more of a shooter. Oh, yeah, Dray- shooter. Draymond this year is kind of Draymond this year kind of questionable sometimes. That was some it, who was it that was talking about him on Twitter talking about he's averaging a triple single. Yeah. That was Charles that was Barkley. Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got he's averaging like 7, 6 and 5. Yeah. Yikes. You know what? <laughs> 7, 6 and 5. For Draymond is bad, but if, for a regular, if, yeah, for an if I was in the show. NBA and I was doing seven, six, and five, I'd be like, I'm doing pretty well. I'm helping my team out. I'm giving them some points. I'm giving them some rebounds. Some get a steal or two. But yeah, but going from an All Star player to that, yeah, true. That's kind of going off of that. And I saw this. I think it was last night or the night before that Russell Westbrook got the. He got a triple double against all thirty teams. All thirty teams. Who is Mister Triple Double, in your mind at least? Because I'm going Russ. Yeah, Russ. I think. I think is. I think it was easier for Magic, because Magic was six nine. He could pass the ball and he could score. Um, uh, I think LeBron. He should be getting way more triple doubles than what he's getting, but he's not getting his rebounds now because of the. Um, because he has, you know, JaVale, Dwight, AD. Um, but I think it's Russ only because Russ is like a crackhead on that on that on that basketball court. Like he doesn't quit. His motor's all he's always pedal also, to the metal. If you pro- like Russ is probably like, if I say ball, move out the way, like yeah. to his yeah. big man. <laughs> Clint Capel's like, please don't hurt me. <laughs> ball. Remember that time he uh he like boxed out mellow? On his team. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, and Melo, Melo's yeah. like that too. But in my, oh sorry. Oh no, no, you go, you go. But in my opinion, it's Oscar Robertson. Definitely, yeah. Oscar he got Robertson 181 most. triple doubles in his career. Dude, mm-hmm. that's wild. How many does Russ have? 128. I mean, he he could get he there. He could he could do it. I could see it. But he first he's 10 away from Magic. 
So no, he'll get it. Yeah. Russ, he, yeah. He's gonna pass Magic it. easy. I can if see he, that. If he was still with the Thunder, he would have gotten it like within two years. Yeah. yeah. I don't think. You know, I think that Rockets team—they're not looking. They ain't looking too hot right now. They're in the slumps. I know it's my boy. I know it's my guy. I don't say too much. He went one for seventeen from a three the other night, James Harden, and wait, one from seventeen. Yeah, so one for seventeen from the three. And bonus episode. Question. We'll talk about that later. But he's doing better than he. Jonathan's doing better than him. So you know, there's only four games where a player's taken seventeen threes and made two or less, and James Harden owns three of them. Okay, that's fine. I think John Morant's gonna be better than both of them. Nah, combined. <laughs> combined. Yes. Yeah. Josh Ceiling is through the roof. Josh Ceiling is through the roof. He's gonna be like. He's gonna be like a a Russell Westbrook with a with a little bit of Luca with a little bit of dude. Who has a higher ceiling, John ja, ja Moran or Luca? Luca. Luca. Luca's just Luka too, just too pure of a shooter, man. What do you think? My bad. Yeah, I'll go Luca too. Who do you think Luca could be compared to? Because you don't hear a lot of people comparing Luca to anybody. They're gonna clear him Larry Bird because he's white, <laughs> and I hate them. They do that. He he plays a little bit like LeBron. I think he plays like a young LeBron too. I mean, the only thing with that though is like, Luca's not like athleticism is like nowhere near LeBron's, but like the way LeBron is playing right now is how Luca plays. Yeah, and I don't think LeBron's shooting was um is as efficient prolific. as Luca's. Mm-hmm. No, so. Definitely, 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 definitely. Well, as I Good say, talks. we land the plane. plane. John, you you are our guest this week. So, right. do you have any pickup lines, Ooh. words of wisdom, anything oh, I know that, he's you got can, that you can share for our millions and millions <laughs> of listeners? All right. I know so, John's got some. Pickup lines? All right. I got, I got a couple pickup lines. So, if you're sliding in a girl's DMs, use either truth or dare. Or a knock knock joke. Mm. What knock just, knock? Just wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. You can use. There are three <laughs> good knock knock, knock jokes that you can use. Okay, I'm listening. All right. If she's a dud, use when she says who who's there. You say fuck, and she says fuck who, and you say fuck me. And Hell then, no, no, John, no. And this then, man is being too blunt with it. It works twenty five percent of the time. There, there was a. Times. You ever seen? <laughs> he said that it's used. <laughs> he said I've done it four times. And it worked twenty five percent. You ever seen? I know I'm the only one who watches it, but How I Met Your Mother with the Naked Man. Yeah. And he, he says it works sixty six point six percent of the time. And parties to watch it doesn't work, dude. That's hilarious. Okay. I, I got All one. Right, I got one. Oh, my bad, my bad. You All go right, there, go so ahead. So then go the ahead. other one, you just do, like, some, like, stupid knock-knock jokes you find from the internet because that just engages them because they have to respond back and forth. Some people don't. <laughs> well, if they don't respond, then whatever. Okay. So what? So what is the third? You got the, any more? The third? Um, You could use, like, this turtle pickup line that's, like, kind of lame. Oh, dude. If you were if you were a turtle, what occupation would you That's what I was saying at the beginning. I was like, oh. I was mouthing it. 
I didn't know what. Dude, what occupation would you have if you were a turtle? If I was a turtle? <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that. I, I don't. What occupations do turtles have? Whatever you it's, want. It's have, a bro. turtle world. Whatever you want. It's a have. turtle world. I I feel like I would have to be a ninja. Wow. <laughs> I, I would have to be a ninja. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, guys, I think that it's been a real one. Do you have games? just just one more, one more, one more before we before we exit? Um, one more pickup line. Adam may have heard this. I don't know if John may have, but oh well. I'm gonna say it anyways. So you go up to the girl. And you try to hand her five dollars or however much money you have. First of all, I ain't better hand nobody nothing. But no, 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 no. <laughs> you, you just try, <laughs> and then nah. if she hand her a penny, if she accepts it, then you just got to move on to the next girl and just take your money back because she's not supposed to accept it because that ruins the whole pickup line. So you go to the next one. So now you got five <laughs> less dollars. <laughs> now she just takes the money and runs. No, so if she says no, then say then you got to say, well. I just got stopped by the cops and they told me to pay the fine. Oh, that makes me pretty good. I like how, because a lot of people are just gonna be like, "I'm just gonna take the money," <laughs> and and now you out of five dollars and you gotta go to the next girl. <laughs> I yeah, like that. I like I, that. I, I heard, really, yeah, I heard I'm that a, from uh, no, I'm not. Adam. Would, Adam would take the money back from the girl and say, "We're gonna try this again. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try this again. Hey, this five again. What do you give me? Uh, okay, and then." She tries to take it again. No, you're not. No, it. <laughs> don't take the money. <laughs> All right, folks. This is our uh, signing off. This is our landing the plane. That's our new thing. Landing, landing the, the plane, plane baby. Landing the plane. For go go Niners. Next week will be our super big special Super Bowl edition week. So yeah, we'll have some. We might have some guests. We might have some surprises. Who knows? We're, we're gonna have uh, Patrick Mahomes fly down from uh, Miami to Charlotte to. No, we're not, folks. Sorry. Hey, guys. We'll welcome to the I Can't Deal With This Podcast. <laughs> we'll have Luke Keekley on. Oh, man. I would cry. If I could get Luke Keekley to come here, bro, that'd be so freaking cool. I mean, Greg Olson goes to my church. Hold on. <laughs> if we can get Greg Olson on the podcast, Greg, please. I, don't want I, I could ask <laughs> You don't brother. want Greg Olson. I don't want Greg. Why not? Actually, no. We can t- we can talk to- we can talk about <laughs> we can talk about Greg and the and his third leg on the seventh floor. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, guys, it's been a good one. Have have a good week.